do y'all want to do a last dance episode and bring on like you could bring on a female sports fan and a Fair male sports Aaron fan? Watkins. No. <laughs> yeah. Aaron freaking watch. Well, that nigga has been the same since he's. That nigga. Was we could. We could. He's definitely consistent. Been like that. That well, nigga's got the worst takes consistently for life. Ever. And he always has, and now I see that's his, his mentality. It was, and it wasn't, to me, it wasn't so much the take. It was the ease and confidence in which he gave the take. Oh. Like, that shit, like. That's always been my issue. <laughs> like, that's how you beat George. <laughs> like, that nigga, like, he's gonna do this. Like, right. The take was stupid, but what took it over the top, it would have been fine, but the last two lines, and then you throw up a lucky shot, and then you win. Right. Like, if he had if he had not said that, especially with that little stupid inflection, he would have been straight. Right. Like, when you do this, don't fall for it, you know what I'm saying? And then get the rebound. Boom, done. It no, would have been man. as bad. But you still going against Jordan, right? So you have to, like, preface it with, like, okay, Jordan's the best, right? You might you like a you may be able to get a shot off of something. He was like, "Nah, that's how you beat this nigga." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he definitely said it matter of factly. Matter of fucking factly, <laughs> like he gonna do the move where he bring it around. Don't fall for that. Like, right, right, <laughs> bruh. No, I thought like about Alan. I mean, not Alan Iverson. What that man name? Alton Rowe. He said, "But don't answer that." I think I said, "But don't right. fall for that." Like it's just that cut and dry. He said it in a way. I don't but, know why I'm going to be falling for it. He said it in a way where he almost felt inconvenienced that he was asked the question. <laughs> right. Like, what do you... Well, like, everybody's an asshole for not knowing this. Like, right. Right. don't fall for it. Like, right. And that's how he He's like, like, everybody's been fucking up for the past six championships. They just don't know no better. Right. Exactly. His whole nigga career. Bobby niggas Bobby is dumber Bobby. than me. I'm telling <laughs> For a friend, then. This motherfucker said like he was the boss on 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 Punch Out or something. Boom, he's done. You beat the game. You said like that. He did say it just like that. Like he's gonna blink. He's I'm gonna say break. this. Oh, don't fall for that. Right, right. <laughs> he's gonna go for the uppercut, move to the left, and then start hitting the middle stomach. Right. Oh, wait, what about Holyfield versus Tyson? Is coming up. If you wanna do another versus, is it? Yeah. They fighting each other? Hey, look here, man. Look here, man. I saw. Are we, I mean, are we talking about that on this episode? Are we talking about that on next episode? What? What? Holyfield versus Tyson. Tyson. It's up to Dossie. I mean, Dockett. I mean, I don't, think, I, I don't think that's going anywhere because we don't have a fight this weekend. So I think we can talk about that next weekend, right? Next week, right? All right. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. That's what we should get an Aaron Watkins take on. All right, you told us how to beat Jordan, now how you beat Mike Tyson. I want this motherfucker's take on everything. <laughs> he's, like, he's gonna swing at you hard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Move it out the way. Like, I just want to take there. that first punch. <laughs> I just want to phone this motherfucker up before every major sports event and just get his take. No, but they're always bad. They get like that's why I want him. That's why I want him. How can he? How can he parlay this though? Cause they still haven't even showed his episode. Like I didn't see that in the show. Or I mean, did he get left on the cut? He needs to parlay this. He needs to call into every major. He needs to call into like Will Kane, First Take, everything, yeah. and make it All a thing. That. Right. Like, hey, I'm the, I'm the dude Aaron that everybody's talking yeah. about. He needs to make it a thing. Now but, it's just 15 minutes. But no he fuck needs it to up. do it right now. Right. Right now. Right now, he should have like a Facebook page and an Instagram. He should definitely at least have an Instagram. Right. 
the real Aaron, the real Aaron Watkins. Yeah, and a Twitter, and a Twitter, and get all the beat writers following. Gotta beat Jordan back though. Shit, I'm about to make it for him. Fuck. Niggas get that shit. Oh man. And that's how you beat Jordan. That's how you beat Jordan.com. That's how you beat Right, then this nigga talking about that was my daddy in the Pippin jersey. I'm like, you and your daddy was getting mopped up. Right. First of all, your daddy an asshole for having the Pippin jersey up. Right. <laughs> Why your daddy ain't got a Jordan jersey? I think right. y'all niggas will secretly hate that nigga at the house. He probably got all his takes from his daddy. Like, it's always than Jordan. Exactly. Uh, now it's all coming. Well, it's coming together now. Chef, you ready? You got the dossier solidified. All due respect, this is Chef. As always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to give us a like on all of it. Give us five stars on whatever. Say you love it. Write a comment. Write something real sweet. Like, let niggas know that you fuck with us. Um, this is episode 101. Gentlemen. What with the white voice? What up? 5,000 North Side, Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. And I get a window seat. Oh, hold on. Awesome. I changed that. Hold on, no. Uh... Tootie Fruity, old Rudy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Right on. So, how y'all doing? How's everybody been doing uh, this over this past week? Um, This is week seventy nine of the quarantine or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Is it really okay? I'll just check. Is it episode one hundred one of this podcast? (laughs) Exactly. We gonna come back to episode 100, y'all. We promise. 50 and, and 100. 50. Yeah. Um, hey, but, but when we get Tiana Trump on this episode, boy, it's about to be filthy. It's gonna, it's gonna be worth it, though. It's gonna be yeah, worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It is. Um, it is like, our lives up. It is like two months, though, because this happened like right before St. Patrick's Day, and today is 14. So it is like day 60. 
ish. Well, the quarantine, yeah, for quarantine, yeah. But I think the shit, the shit been the shit since like February, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. shit been the shit since January. I, I mean, Some people say. Oh no, November, the shit been the right. shit since December. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, first it was notified in November. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the shit, since you're asking how how we been, uh, the shit. Uh, I went and took my antibody test. Uh, so. The city of New Orleans is trying to track, like, how many people have had it. Um, so they were choosing, like, 2,500 people, different ethnicities, blah, 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 different places of the city uh, to get this free testing to see if we have the antibodies. Uh, so I went today, and they asked you all these questions. Have you ever had it? Blah, 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 blah. So I did the fucking nose swab, guys. The thing is, I, is, is the thing the thing? Is it the same? Oh, nigga! Oh, they go up your fucking nose, bitch, and <laughs> they go right cheek. They go left cheek. They 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 do your right your right nostril. So they're like, all right, lean back. We're gonna put it in your nose. We're gonna swab for five seconds. But the heifer counts like one, two. Hey, <laughs> oh, bitch! Oh, Nineteen. That hurts. Right. So then she's like, all right, well, let's do the le- left nostril. I was like, well, that wasn't five, though. She's like, don't cry now. I'm like, bitch, it's too late. Like, don't call, don't call me a bitch halfway right, through the shit now. But, um, nah, yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable. Uh, But I took it the way I take, I took pledge, and I was like, well, enough niggas done pledged and didn't die. And, you know, niggas' grandmamas pledged. So I felt the same way about these fucking swab, like, motherfuckers old and young have done it shit i ain't no punk bitch i can take this swab um but again i would definitely take the swab over uh uh fingers in my butt um what's that uh prostate exam yeah so i've had both and i'd I'd rather have the the nose swab for five seconds so let's rank them right let's rank them so you got the penis swab at the clinic Mm. the nose swab for for covid and the prostate exam. Ranking those. What's one, two, and three? Uh, in what order? What are you saying? Worse, Which I would prefer. Like like, Start with the with, with yeah, the worst and the most uncomfortable, and go all the way to the. Least. Oh, a Q-tip in your dickhead is always going to be the most uncomfortable thing you've ever okay. done in your life. I would, I would agree with that. I would agree. Then again. The proctologist I had had big fucking sausage hands, so I don't know if like everybody's experience is the same as mine. Big dick bust. Yeah, so <laughs> that was definitely un- un- uncomfortable. And then yeah, the swab is third. So, but I should have my test results in twenty-four to seventy-two hours. So I'll let y'all know if I had it or not. If I have the antibodies and can donate plasma. So we're eager, man. We'll we're eager to hear it, man. I, I I don't know. Should we be hoping that you do, or you don't have the antibodies? What's the good result? Oh, you definitely hope that I do. Okay, all right, got it. Hey, man, I hope I hope, I hope, I hope you got it, man. Yeah. I hope you get it. Yeah. Thanks, because that means I've already had it, and I'm and I shook it. So if I didn't have it, that's gonna make me fucking nervous, because I've been kind of ra- <laughs> running around here uh, all willy nilly. I don't know if that's a racist term, 
uh, where it's derived from. But I, um, you know, what I'm saying I've been quarantined for the most part, but willy nilly could be so you, racist. Maybe. So you're already outside then. I'm not outside, but I can duck myself like I've already had it. So I wear a mask, but I don't wear a mask to protect me. I just wear a mask because you're supposed to wear a mask. Well, actually, New Orleans is half phase one opening up tomorrow. So what what, what does that even mean for New Orleans? What is a phase one opening for New Orleans? New Orleans wasn't opening up no time soon. We shouldn't, but niggas are. So the casinos are still closed. Uh, you have to wear a mask everywhere you fucking go. Restaurants can be at 25% capacity, but you have to get a reservation and they take like your name and your address and your phone number so that they can track it. Um, barbershops, 25%. Well, barbershops and hairdressers, uh, 25% capacity. Um, you still can't get a tattoo, and you're still supposed to social distance everywhere you go. So. so let me ask you: If it finds out that you do have the antibodies, can you go crazy? Like, are you, you done? Oh, nigga, that was what I, I heard at first. Listen, now they something. I'm getting a fucking antibody T-shirt on, T-shirt, and run around <laughs> pantsless. Like I'm just gonna be I'm exposing myself to everybody. It's like when you finish. It's like when you finish the test first and you get out. Like, you just like fuck yeah. it. You just go crazy. <laughs> I'm just looking in the window at y'all niggas now. I'm like ooh, y'all ain't done yet. Y'all ain't finished. I think it's right, nigga. I'm doing that dance. We'll we'll see, guys. I hope I hope I have antibodies because I've been wild. I haven't been wilding before, <laughs> nigga. But what's crazy is once it happens and the niggas see you have a funny be like. Shit, I damn it just want to go get COVID-19 and be done with it. No, I'm saying. But like, you know people are doing that, right? There's people in New York that are like having like COVID parties and trying to catch that shit. It's chicken pox it's all over again. It's just that the stakes are a little higher. Like, you, you might die. Right? you like, you might die, bitch. Like, I'm fucking with it. And especially if you're a black man. <laughs> like, the Davidson County... Shit came out. Um, like results came out. My homeboy is doing shit in Nashville. That's Nashville. Sorry if y'all didn't know. And like, <laughs> like all the fucking COVID motherfuckers are black men, and that shit fucked up. And like, eighty percent died are black people, and now the eighty percent that are black people is like sixty nine percent black men. So, so yeah, so. Y'all black man, don't go to those COVID New York parties. So if three of my closest friends get it and don't die, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to get it. I, On purpose. Some of my boys got it. I, I know everyone I know who got it. Like, I know I know four people that got it. And they're all fine. But they're all, you know, they're younger. They're like our age. You know what I'm saying? They kind of just thugged it out for a little bit and they kept it moving. But I and feel... It's funny, my boy... Go ahead. Hmm? Yeah. And then it's funny, my boy. He's a nurse at like the local hospital. He came by um, to talk about some other shoot the shit. He listened to the podcast, but he was telling me about like how he was saying, really, the niggas going to the hospital. All we're doing is like just doing experiments. We ain't like really treating and treating them. Like we just trying to see what what the shit does to them. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you fucking with me? He's like, yeah, nigga, don't don't go to the hospital now. Stay your black. I mean, ass it's down. really nothing that they can do. To us. Like you really just have to ride that shit out and hope that your immune system takes care of it on its own. Like that's basically it. You said when you put, you put you on a ventilator, you are a rat. Yeah. Well, that's like sad. Uh, yeah. 
And we're not talking about COVID for uh, an hour like we do every episode. But I feel as though I haven't used <clears throat> no, my favorite in life yet. Like, you know, like, if you, like, I haven't smoked crack before. I haven't done any hard drugs. So I feel like I still have favor in order to leverage chance, my community chess card, mm. that I can get COVID-19 mm. can, to be all right. All right. Can we talk about uh, you raw dogging for so long? Because that's definitely. Does that count? Uh, does it? I feel as though that's oh, not a high-risk maneuver. Yeah, it's other stuff, though, that I think counts more than that. I mean, I guess that certainly has its elements, but I think it's a certain amount of risk. Like, it's a container of risk to a degree. And there's other stuff that give, that gives you more exposure. <clears throat> Raw dogging and smoking a rock are not in the, they're not in the same risk category. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, I mean, conceivably, you could not experience any adverse effects. But if you do hard drugs or something, you're going to experience some sort of adverse effect or it's going to take away, you know, something from your body. Like, your body is not going to be the same. Because <clears throat> I had, a, I had a, a family member that got sick, like, real, real sick. And, I mean, the doctors never said it, but I think the way she pulled through was the fact that she's never smoked or drank or anything. So she didn't have any additional stressors on her body. She had you know favorites. What I'm she had favorites. Yeah. Saved up. Like, and if you, you raw dog that, I mean, that's not an additional stressor on your body. Now, if you raw dog and you get something it, it, from what? it. So here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Have no, you seen? If, never mind. But if that's it, like if, if raw dogging was the only thing that you've done to deteriorate your favor, I think you will have enough favor. So I will say that I will go on a limb right now if you are listening to the sound of my voice. If you have not smoked a rock, if you have not done hard drugs, and you have not engaged in dangerous pistol play, you have enough favor to go and get COVID-19. I have confidence okay. in your favor. Listen, you also oh, have wrong. drunk and driven. I still drink and drive. Like, who doesn't drink That's and drive? favor. You're a horrible person. I don't. I don't drink podcast. and drive. I don't drink and drive either. Wait, for real? I don't drink and drive no, bro. I gave that shit up a long time ago. I feel as though I can't. The one time I was about to drink and drive, I didn't. Oh, wait. So, like, you just drive? You know, there are cup holders in the car, right? You know that they have Lyft and Uber. What? You're the most irresponsible person on this. Podcast. No, I drink because I'm driving. Like, it's not. I. I, I don't not drive because I'm drinking. I get in the car, I'm like, damn, I need a drink. I'm about to go to the car wash. I need to get me a little something. It's sunny outside, little Jack and Coke while I'm watching the car get washed. It's part of the ritual. How do y'all not drink and drive? What kind of ritual is that? Because we're responsible adults. I mean, well, I will say this. I I have have hot boxed and drove, which is not responsible either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's not worse. Like, it, it wasn't smart. I, it is worse because I did it once. Like, like I remember we were going from when I lived in Atlanta. Me and my boy was we were going to the FAMU game in in Birmingham. So Birmingham's like what an hour and a half maybe. So I was like, okay, we could just smoke it up, you know what I'm saying? And um, like the whole drive and just hot box it in the whip. So we were hot boxing in the whip. And I think by the time we got to the Alabama border, 
I was doing some real flagrant shit. Like I felt like I was in a, a, a jet. Like I was high as fuck. So I felt like I was in a jet. And you know how um, fighter pilots kind of like turn and the, and the plane turns like this. Like it kind of just barrels over when you go right or left. <clears throat> I was trying to do that with the car. Yeah, I'm smoking and driving is dangerous, man. Don't do that shit. Yeah, I think it's worse. I think it's worse. I it might dangerous. be worse. I'll do that. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I didn't do it, but I was like, you know, I was twenty, well, twenty, twenty-eight. I, I wouldn't do that no more, but you know, that was a long time ago. Um, how are you doing, Wood? I'm good, man. I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about getting COVID nineteen. We already got one person that we all know that okay. got the antibodies. If JJo gets the fucking antibodies, that's two. If I get a third motherfucker who gets it, shit, I'm about to go get. I don't. I don't even know how to go out and actively get COVID nineteen. It's hard not to get it, but I think it's even harder to get it. But, um, yeah, man, I'm doing all right, man. You know what I'm saying? Everything is everything. Uh, getting ready for Memorial Day, big barbecue holiday. Let's go. What type of meat you smoking? Oh, n- pause. <laughs> you almost got me there, baby. Nah, <laughs> oh, man, we're going to do a, I think I'm going to do a Wagyu beer. Uh, Wagyu beer. Um, Wagyu brisket. Mm, that, sounds, that sounds expensive. Yeah. Oh, it is expensive. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm about to say, I didn't even know they had brisket. Yep, they do. I thought they had burgers. A rough, a rough uh, price tag on it? Actually, it's not that expensive. I mean, it's expensive? God damn it. You want to get COVID? You can get a You can get a prime whole packer for like... Probably about one one twenty something in that in that range, but once you get wagyu, you probably might be looking at one seventy five, one eighty five, two hundred. It's not it's not that expensive. And that'll yeah. feed how many people two hundred dollars? I mean, shit, I mean, it's the same size as a regular fucking brisket. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends on how much brisket you like. It ain't gonna be nothing but the fucking five or six or seven of us eating it anyway. We gonna have brisket for days. My thing is, where do you get that from though? Like I I've never seen one in Publix. The butcher man. Oh man, no. the butcher man. Like for real, if it's barbecue season and you want to shine, like don't get shit out of the supermarket, man. Go to the butcher man. Get you some, get you some ribs that have been cut and not cryoed yet. Get you some ribs. Uh-huh. Get you some fresh, the, some fresh. Define, define cryoed. Uh, not cryo sealed. You know how you get ribs? They put them in the cryo vac. They suck all the air out. They put them in the freezer and then they let them out when they're ready for you to cook them. They've been frozen for uh, a certain amount of time. You know what I'm saying? That changes the changes the flavor. You want some shit that's been slaughtered like not too long ago. It's just been in the, been in the in in, in, the, in the freezer or whatever or in the fridge. Go straight, man. It tastes totally different, man. Fresh bacon, fresh bacon from the butcher kills everything in the supermarket, man. Get you like some fresh hens, some fresh chicken, some farmers' eggs from the butcher. Hey, man, the butcher's the greatest place on earth, man. Go do that. Treat yourself. I was working in um, Rhode Island some years back, and I went to the farm, and uh. That shit was cool. Like they did have a hell of a variety, but just smelling all that shit when you pull up was kind of crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, what intense. fucks you up is when you buy. And I know we talk to a lot of people from the south, so y'all know this. But when you buy eggs from the farm, them shits do not break like eggs from the supermarket. Like them shits is hard as fuck to fucking break, nigga. I think they put a chemical in in uh, eggs from the supermarket to make them just crack real easy. I think I had to break out a hammer for a goddamn egg from the farm one time, but them shits is great, man. That yolk is beautiful. Oh, shit. I was right there. Why are you doing 5,000? 
Uh, cool, man. Um, I was just talking to one of my coworkers today, and we've come to the realization that although I've been working from home for like a long time now, somehow since everybody's working from home now, we do much more work. And um, <clears throat> that's a little, uh, I don't want to say depressing is the word, but it it's annoying. I don't, I don't know. Like it just it seems like the requests and stuff never stop. And every time you think you got something done, something else comes up. <clears throat> so I think that's a, the part for me because I like checking off tasks. Like I like to kind of have my work cut out for me, and I'm like, all right, this is done. Boom, done. But. It's never really done now for some reason. So, other than that, cool, man. Just uh, trying to adhere to the rules so we can get off of this uh, shelter-in-place order. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not going out in the first wave in Florida, though. So, I'm still in the house. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's do it together, man. Let's all make a pack and go get COVID nineteen together. <laughs> no, first. I'm straight just off the test alone. All right. Up with this whole shit, I think yeah, Jeff, so. you posted about uh, working from home, and and employers are trying to get uh, people to download shit that uh, is monitoring their workday. Yeah, so they, at my at my job, they definitely have folks. They're tracking what our developers are doing, basically. So they they have them they have them upload this this, um, this software that tracks how they're doing the work and how much time they're spending and when, how, when they fucking up and, and when they're doing like writing good code and all that shit. And it's basically just tracking them hour by hour, which I feel like is hella it's, it's over the top. I mean, I think like, like 5,000 said, we are definitely working more than more than we were before. I mean, at least I know I am. He said he is. I think that's really kind of general, like generally what's happening across the board because they're a captive audience. Like, I know I saw that uh, Twitter said, oh, this shit's sweet. Y'all niggas don't never have to come back to the office. Y'all can work um, at home for life. And and what fucks with me is this is becoming, like, life. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is work. If, you, if you're employed, like, you want to be happy, you have a job and shit. But my day is I wake up at 7. I go work out. I go back, come back home. I work till... Six o'clock. Time out. Time out. Cook. Stop. Time out. Where are you working out away from home? Yeah. Oh, so this, uh, so there's a spot. Um, you know you don't fuck that. Like right. a, a, you know you don't no, fuck I, that. I right. haven't. There's a, a you know literally a block away right. from my house. <clears throat> it's a, um, a nice studio, a small studio gym owned by a fellow fam Ewan. He has three people in there at a time. Uh, so we're definitely social distancing. I get a good hour workout with him. He trains us. Trains his people. And then you you out and it's it's completely like it's really just about three or four people in there at at a time and he he just cycles niggas all throughout the day. That's good, man. You look good, um, brother. Keep it, it clean. Up. Shit smooth. Okay, but yeah, so we do that for shit. I just gave you a compliment. Like, like you just like fuck me. Like damn, dog. I don't be know if you mean it or not. I mean it. I'm like you look good, so man. I, Keep I, it I, up, I, man. I'm trying to be I'm, encouraging, black man. You just like yeah, whatever, nigga. Well, I appreciate you. Last time I give your fuck ass a compliment. All I see is the baseball bat. So I was like, cool. So that's what I do. But the thing is, I'm, and then I have an edible and watch Family Matters. I do this every day. Like, this shit's nerd. Like, this type of shit, like, I'm a, I ain't gonna front. This, 
like earlier this week, like it was Tuesday was the first day, like this shit was fucking with me. I was I've been pretty straight the whole time, like but this shit kind of fucked with me a little bit. Like I heard that Ticketmaster ain't said they ain't having no events till 2022, and I was like, what? That sounds like like I can't go do shit till 2022. You know what I'm saying? So that shit kind of um, fucked with me a little bit um, in general because and then they opened in the doors to shit. And I'm like, it's too early, so you stick on extend because niggas ain't ready to be outside for real. So all that shit kind of bothers me. I would, I would go out there and see and do what Wood just said if I if it wasn't for the fact that I had a kid. I'd probably just risk it and see what what, what see what happens. Bro, I think you're gonna. I, I, I do have. A kid. I personally think you'll be fine. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Uh, I think you'll be fine. Hey, hey, hey! What you, what it's not about me. It's about me having a kid. The uh, on the news today. They tested, I forget the exact numbers. I want to, it was around 700 homeless people in Jacksonville, and all mm-hmm. of them came back negative. Let's not think about that. What? Yeah. Like, so a couple of people submitted a theory that homeless people are naturally more distant. They're not in the stores and in the big crowds and all that. Like, they're kind of just out doing their own thing. Some Some people took it even a step further than that. Um, I feel like they was trying to be funny, but I mean, there's some validity to it. It was like, you know, they're not touching doorknobs and all of that stuff all day. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't see homeless people with you. I mean, it's a different population. You see them where you see homeless people. You see them on the street panhandling. You might see them on the street, you know what I'm saying, in front of a store. But you don't see them sitting down at TGI Fridays with you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're not in the same spaces. So it's understandable that they wouldn't get the disease. You know what I'm saying? The same way that we would. Uh-huh. But you don't have to take my word for it. Boom, 23-minute episode. Boom. 23 minutes no. and we haven't got to okay. the first topic. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually got shit to talk about this. Right, we do. Once. We absolutely do. Speaking of topics, hella niggas died um, last week. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Roy of Siegfried and Roy. Um, the the magician duo. Now so Roy lived a long. You didn't want to go in order of like importance. We go we go start off with Roy from Siegfried and Roy. I thought we were going in order from least to. Oh okay. Least least Nobody under the age of forty even knows who that is. That's fine. We got old listeners. That's fine. True. The I mean original, the original Tiger King. True. Yeah, he original. I mean, I I think people remember when he got um. When his tiger went tiger on him and pulled him off the like where to Chris Rock and pulled him off the stage. Tiger going tiger. Um, nigga, nigga had a stroke. He got ate up by a tiger, and the COVID was what took him. Man, like, that motherfucker ain't to play with. That's why I'm not going outside. Would um, rest in peace to. Uh, but think of, so no, go back to what the, I originally said. Was already compromised. He used up his Good favor part. by fucking with tigers and shit. That's what he decided to spend his favor on. We haven't spent up our favor. We can go get this COVID-19. We're going to be straight, dog, because we got favor left over. I think I spent my favor. On but, what? Um, what did you spend your favor on? I, I, I did not use condoms in college. I don't think that's enough. It's not enough. We already said it's it, not enough. It is. Have y'all it's, seen? It's more than enough. Uh, it's not enough. Did y'all mess with in college? It's not I enough. They were for everybody. Went to Florida. It's not enough. Agriculture mechanical. It's not enough. It's not enough. 
it's more than that. It cancels out. It cancels out. It cancels out. It does not. It does not. It cancels out. I think. I think if you, I mean, uh, if y'all talking about favor versus like your system, yeah, it might cancel out some of your favor. But as long as you don't get anything, your immune system is not compromised, therefore not not making you a higher risk. That's the favor. I'm just saying, your, your favor is that you didn't get anything that compromised your immune system. Right, and because your immune system is not compromised, I, I, then you probably could fight off COVID. But the, but, but the, the thing about it is, the people who did crack probably raw dog too. So they use two bullets. We only use one bullet, and everybody gets one bullet. You get a free bullet. So in the book that you read, you get a free bullet under the age of twenty five. All right. Once you over twenty five, then you start using your bullets. So now that we're over the age of twenty five, hopefully we no longer raw dogging outside of committed relationships and matrimony, so we're not wasting bullets no more. So we have zero neutral favor. We're good to go. It's not a problem. I'm telling you, dog. I, I know I know how this I'm works. I'm just really happy I got to where I was. Trust me, I know how this works. Hey Chef, Chef, you you right. Don't do it. Don't pull a wood, dog. You don't lose favor until you turn twenty five. Right. God takes care of babies and fools. That's right. Y'all ain't That's right. right now. That's you right. No fool or no baby. That's so, right. Right. So it's all good now. I got it's new, I got zero flavor. I got zero flavor. I got zero flavor. Like, yeah, you got zero flavor, nigga. Exactly. <laughs> you can't even get it out. That's how you know you're wrong. So then Andre God Harrell helps those that help themselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what that's what they that's what they say in the Bible. Andre Harrell uh, was a founder of Uptown Records. Um, created um, stars like Mary J. Blige, Jodeci. Um, was a precursor to um, Heavy D. Which Heavy D and Heavy D and the boys don't get their credit for being stars when they were stars. Like they was kind of like a big deal then, when um during their time. So, um he he um he was the inspiration for Bad Boy Records. I think. I mean, I mean, I think Diddy would attest to that. So, um that spurred on another long term um empire of music. So he, I mean, he definitely um was essential to the the culture. Uh, he passed um this past weekend as well from heart failure. Um, rest in peace, little Richard, the icon, um, the creator of rock and roll. Uh, right. I, I, I mean, you got to say that with a little bit more oomph, man. I don't think motherfuckers appreciate that shit. <sighs> like, niggas, that nigga started a genre. He one motherfucker. One of, I mean, Chuck Berry came before him, but I, I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, one of the creators of rock and roll. After I was just that guy, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> niggas, niggas always want to be that guy because I could have just been quiet, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, but what up? But not just so much the music though. Like so, Chuck, Chuck Berry didn't have like Chuck Berry was he 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 what he was a blues man first? Ah, uh, yeah. he might have been most of them, and he had a lot. He contributed to a lot of the music, right? Yeah. But not only just the music. Lil Richard also contributes a lot to a lot of the showmanship. Like, Lil Richard had a lot of the, what is it, the androgynous sort of situation going on. Where it's like, Lil Richard, he yeah. just a little flamboyant a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, rock and roll in the 80s and the 70s was like that. People with, like, the bouffant hairdos and, you know, the, the androgynous sort of shit going on. Lil Richard kind of carried in that. Not only, just, not only just the music and the notes, but also the, the showmanship. 
and the culture of rock and roll, man. Like he brought a lot to the culture, man. I think I think he's he very did. understated in, in the in the rock and roll world. And, and he was living in a hotel in Nashville for a long ass time. And Jimmy Wallace said that he saw him at Mary's Barbecue Pit on Johnson Street one time. But I don't believe it. But after he died, like a whole bunch of people from Nashville keep coming up with all these like random Little Richard sightings in Nashville. And it was like, man, like Little Richard is <laughs> the one nigga when you see him, you know it's him. Like you can't right. confuse that nigga with nobody else. But it was like, nah, nigga, that, that nigga was definitely like at Foot Locker one time in Rivergate Mall. So but is something right, wrong yeah. with that? I thought Nashville, Nashville's like the Mecca, right? Like, it's not unheard of to see like rock and roll Jesus like in Nashville having a pork sandwich. Right? Oh, no, all the, all the time. Okay. All the time. I just don't believe Jim Wallace because he's a, a, a. Is Will Richard from, from Nashville? No. I. Uh, I no. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, he's not from Nashville. Now, I'm going to let. Little Richard was born in Macon, Georgia. He died in Tullahoma, Tennessee. There we go. Is that a suburb of Nashville? Not at all. I don't know what the fuck Tullahoma is. So, you, so really, um, it rest in peace. To... No, it's not. <laughs> Tullahoma is near Arnold Air Force Base off of Interstate 41. It is extremely far away. No, it's not that far away from Nashville. The closest major city to it is, I would say, Chattanooga, but Nashville is northwest. So it's closer to Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Go ahead. So that nigga from Atlanta. Okay, well, rest, well, rest in, in peace, peace to um, right. Richard. Every, well, rest everybody. in peace to Betty Wright. Oh, damn, we ain't saying um, Betty Wright. Betty Wright, um, soul singer, um, representing Miami, Florida, um, made a lot of classic tunes. Betty um, Wright from Miami? So I, yeah. I, yeah. What's funny, Chef, is I used Betty Wright in our R&B song off. That was one of the songs that I used, man. I love some Betty Wright. I thought Betty Wright was no, I love Betty Wright. than what she just was. Like for yeah, some, yeah, she wasn't that old. Yeah, she for was. some reason, I think because when I heard her songs growing up, I thought she was an old lady back then when she was singing because she like kind of had that old ladyish voice. Yeah. Mhm. Right, but so nah, when I married. saw like right, so my old one of my old roommates, man, he um, that was like his godmother, man. He had posted about yeah. her. I guess I should have assumed that since that was his godmother. But yeah, she um she had a lot of hits, bro. Yeah, she was. Did you she know? She got some. She got some juke joint hits too. Like, if you in the juke joint, you drink out of mason jars. Betty Wright yeah, gonna play. She definitely got that bar room. She got tonight is the night, which is yeah been sampled. Uh, after the pain. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite. That's my favorite one of her songs. Yeah. Actually, and the best, let me tell you about. Let me tell you about the time. The toxic masculinity she had in that song, though. Don't blame Mr. Charlie, nigga. Right. Mr. Charlie's just, just the man. Ah, <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> but that's why I fuck with eighties music. They wasn't on that bullshit. They were just telling them what it was. But um, so I didn't know she sang background on um. All I do is think is think about you by Stevie Wonder. I didn't realize that. Like, oh. I saw someone post a picture of her. It was like her, Michael Jackson, Eddie Levert, the other dude from the OJs. 
and some other nigga singing background. I didn't know singing background. That's amazing shit to me. Um, Do you get hired to sing background, or is it just the niggas who's in the studio with you at the time? Like, how does that work? You say, do you get what to sing background? Do you get hired to sing background, or is it just the niggas who's in the studio? No, you absolutely, I think, get hired. And I was about to say, do people still do background? Like, I think everybody now just skip right. No, no, no. No, because if you watch, like, The Voice, it'll be like, yeah, I sing background for Beyonce or some shit, and now they want to be a star. So it's still motherfuckers Uh, out here singing background. Oh. Seem like we were skipping that step. Fun fact, my gay uncle Leon actually sang background for Luther Vandross. Is your, gay un- is your gay uncle Leon still alive? Oh yeah, he's still here. Everybody who was at my wedding kicked it with my gay uncle Leon. He played. So what's funny, my gay uncle Leon, we we're at we're at the wedding right, and he goes to the DJ and he's, he requests a fucking song, and we're like, okay. And he gets on the mic and says, "Yes, uh, Vanessa and Linwood, this song is for you." And this nigga like dedicates a song to us, and it's New York. Well, who sings New York? Like. Alicia Keys or something? That's the song. Like, Neither one of us are fucking from, from New York. I don't think I've ever been to New York. From New York. I don't I don't think I even been in New York in my life before that song even played. Like that yeah. one time we went in the in the van. Yeah, that may have been the only time. That was the only time before. Yeah. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to Gail. Have you ever asked your Gail Leon any uh asked about any Funny Luther Vandross stories. I I don't want to ask somebody any funny, funny quote unquote funny Luther Vandross stories. <laughs> See, that's not even what I meant by that. See, <laughs> I'm just saying I did that all. No, I really was like any. But there was another uncle used to preface as my gay uncle. Are they brothers? No, 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 no. My uh, uncle, my gay uncle Leon is brothers with my uncle Steve. My uncle Steve is cool. He's weird. He's not gay. Oh, you just call him my gay uncle Steve though. That's why. No, 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 no. My, my, my uncle Steve's not gay. He's just weird. Uh, <laughs> Random. Yeah. I ain't gonna so front so many questions. Just for <laughs> I just wait. Uh, Hell, died. Um, rest in peace, Jerry Stiller um, of Seinfeld and King of Queens fame. Um, so you thought he was the most important person? The dad to be. Out of all these people? By the way. Uh, I think it was hilarious to me. Uh, yeah, kind. Of, I mean, uh, Over. we don't have to. Andre Harrell, or you, you also don't have to take my word for it. But I, I mean, I'm a fan. I mean, Jerry still died, man. Fuck with him as Frank Costanza. That's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, hilarious. Created a Festivus, which is one of my favorite holidays. You feel me? Um, so yeah, rest in peace, Jerry Stiller. Very old, so you know you live a long life. Yep. Oh man, fuck y'all, man. Y'all ain't even saying, man. Rest in peace, Don Shula, man. Y'all ain't even getting no love to the motherfucking great. You said that last week. No, we didn't. I thought it was all due respect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you gave uh, a whole soliloquy about this nigga. Okay, sorry. You wish he was your real dad. All right, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce's millions ass things. Silver spoons ass (laughs) things. Damn, dog. Sorry about that. I just had an outburst. Y'all go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves. So speaking of living, we got black militias out here, man, because 
because these motherfucking crackers and I'll say motherfucking wow. mind, dog. Wow. So, mm, mm. How do we it get it? It ain't. So, um, okay, so we saw the video go viral of um, the black militia in Georgia in front of the home of the man who recorded the death of Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, I know we, I know there was debates about it's just the right approach. Um, uh, does violence need to um, be met with violence? And, um, you know, I, I know, Wood, I know you were involved in some debates. I was involved in, in some debates about this. But there is, there has been a movement. Um, I know there's, um, I, I don't have any guns, but I'm going to get one so I could join um, this group called NAGA, which is a National African American Gun Association. Um, this actually building into a pack, a pack. So we're seeing this this trend of of, of black folks kind of starting to take on arms and 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 and, and organize. So what's y'all's view on that? I okay. fuck with it, but you know. So I'm not gonna deal with NAGA right now. I'm gonna deal with black militia for a minute. Okay. <laughs> so. Quit NAGA though. Go ahead. Who has the black militia killed thus far? Like who have they avenged? What have they done to justify their existence? All right, because George Zimmerman's still the fucking live, right? The white boy who shot up the church, shot up the church. I mean, like the racism didn't start in the nineties. The racism been going on for a minute, and they ain't killed nan nigga in sixty years. So why hundred years? So why am I so prideful and excited for the black militiamen? Cause these niggas, they did whatever. Who they did whatever they did back in what February is when they killed old boy. Oh, I'm gonna read that way. February. So what the fuck was they doing from February until May? Where was they at? Why they ain't kill buddy when he ain't get arrested? What is the black militia doing? I don't understand why I'm supposed to be so fucking excited. I mean, it's great. They put their little chest pieces on with the little ammo crates on. They come out. They got their little shiny AR-15 that they shoot at the range. But what the fuck is you doing? They ain't shot nigga. They ain't shot at that nigga. So fuck. I mean, I don't. Fuck the black I mean, militia. It looks good. It's great PR. Yeah, we gonna walk behind them and guns. But you ain't shot that nigga that's already shot at or shot us. Well, I don't think that's in like <laughs> their mission statement. So what's the gun for? I don't think so What's the gun for? They're intimidating. Protection. Intimidating who? It's but it's basically it's like what you, was, what you was getting into with Buddy on uh, Facebook about wood. Like it sounds cool to say you got a 223 in honor of February 23rd and all that but a lot of that shit is just for a show. Honestly, and just woke talk, I think. I mean, so, so I mean, it's like, it's great. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think mean, it's I'm great. Not into the running shit. I wasn't into that because it's kind of like a. No, this nigga was saying he was going, he was buying a 223 assault rifle. Like, not that he was running oh. nowhere. Right. He going to buy a 223 for Arbor. Uh, that, that was uh, his thing. Actually, he was kind of running shaming, like, oh, y'all can run 2.23 miles, but I'm going to get this 223 assault rifle. Yeah. Right, and it's like I mean, more and more black people buy guns, but we ain't. I ain't seen too many situations where it's like we didn't shot the motherfucker who tried to shoot us, or we shot a motherfucker who shot somebody else. I don't understand the logic in this shit, and I think it's great. I think it's good motivation. I just don't see the logic in it because the black militia ain't killed no nigga that killed us yet. Okay, yeah, it's a small word call yet, but listen, 
So maybe maybe yeah. within the next hundred years they'll they'll listen, shoot at but, somebody. But, but there's strength in numbers, right? So gun laws aren't gonna change. Fucking stand your ground laws aren't gonna change until niggas start killing white people or niggas start getting guns and they start uh, assembling together. So the fact that motherfucker has started, I don't know when Naga started, but they got this nigga chef like shit. I might want to fuck. Right, I might want to fuck with Naga. I might want to go ahead and join Naga, since they might stand for some other shit besides that. I might want to, you know, I might believe in the Second Amendment, air quote Second Amendment, and get me some fucking guns and join some black men who are about like protecting our neighborhood. And that might be, I like I said, I I haven't read the mission statement, but if if white people see that. Mm, um, 1.5 million black people have joined this fucking naga shit. Well, now you have some fucking say so on some shit. You know what I'm saying? This, or you at least have like, okay, niggas are getting too many guns. Let's switch some shit around. This suggestion, breaking news. Somebody just slipped a piece of paper in front of me. Okay, black people do not. I mean, white people do not know what black people do with their guns if they're a part of the NRA. If they're a part of NAGA, nor do they fucking care. We've had a white person on this fucking show and they didn't even know who the fuck. Who was it? We asked them who... They don't know regular shit that everybody knows. Like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even know who Kendrick Lamar was half the way. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Like, 500 million people can... You ain't giving white people enough credit. No! No! No, 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 no. That white motherfucker who's sitting in his living room crying on CNN knows there's some niggas outside his house with guns and shit. That nigga knows. Who? The, the nigga who videotaped the video, yeah, who fucking apologized and said, "I'm Honestly, sorry for man, your loss." That'd be that'd be kind of a go-to move. Like people always start getting death threats when the heat come down. Which not saying that they don't, but Cuz wasn't tripping. He, I mean, he was just as complicit. You know what I'm saying? Like if that whole ordeal had went on 15 or 20 more seconds, Cuz was gonna hop out the truck. And be a part of it. He chambered around before he got. He chambered around while he was videotaping. He was ready to get get with the shits. But I'm with what fucking Chef has said. Chef, we've done enough fucking marching and whatever the fuck. At least this is different. Fuck, we tried. Niggas are trying some different shit. So hey, but but it's not. It's not different. I mean, that's not how people get down. Because what's the What's the proper approach? Like, I know I asked that a while ago, but you never really said nothing. No, like, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm cool with like open. I'm, I'm just like, what do you think? What do you think would be the best uh, move? I mean, it's, it's I mean, a, it's typically, a big question, typically people who want to, typically people who want to kill people don't sh- try to kill people with guns. They try to kill people without guns. So if you have a gun, I'm probably not just going to try to kill you. I'm going to go for a fucking soft target, a motherfucker who's jogging. So unless you arm every motherfucking black person, which is impossible because of state's laws, you're not going to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? And unless you're saying, okay, let's create our own little internal police state. Let's go jogging with an AR. Let's go tear a pistol wherever I fucking go. I mean, yeah, that sounds good. You're, you're keeping yourself safe from white people. But there's already statistics that show the more guns you put in people's hands, the more people are going to misuse the guns and kill each other. That the numbers are already there. That shit's gonna happen. So yeah, you may yeah you may deter some some white people, but you're gonna exponentially increase the amount of deaths within black people. I guess that's all good, right? Shut up. 
Nah, you said something different months ago, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. You said we need to be strapped, we need to be like armed and all this shit. Like you talking about you had your When have I ever said that? I'm anti so no you said no, that I've never you said that. You literally said that shit before No, you talking about for the you talking about for the zombie apocalypse? I got plenty of bullets. No, that's for zombies. That's for zombies. That's for zombies. Zombies deserve to die. That's for zombies. That's for zombies. That's not for white people. Okay? In the well, zombie apocalypse, all, all joined, bets is Everybody off. joined Naga this weekend. I, and actually, I'm going to join Naga. I I wanted to ask the question, do they have discounts on things? You sound like a Naga right now. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, the, NRA, the NRA got discounts. I mean, does Naga have discounts? I mean, that's my, my big question. Naga definitely don't have a Marriott code. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> First of all, what's the thing about if you're on Naga, they're going to charge you more. No. Naggas can't get shit, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, let's let's turn the topic. I was say, uh, speaking of getting shit, so Mother's Day. Mother's Day was past weekend, guys. Let's soften it up. Um, how'd y'all, how'd y'all celebrate mother, Mother's Day um, in, a, in a quarantine life? Well, my mama Glock. <laughs> right. About NAGA memberships, <laughs> Now, nah, um, one of my cousins uh, just bought a house uh, like a couple weeks ago, so went over there and had like the little potluck style dinner thing, and that was a wrap. Oh, my grandmother's uh, she's in a uh, what do you call it? Uh, assisted living facility. Um, so they're on lockdown and quarantine just because, you know, they're high risk. But I had my mom, my sister, a couple of my cousins went there on Saturday to wish her like a happy Mother's Day, you know, balloons and shit outside. And she was real happy. And they sent me the video. Um, my sister got me to send her some money. So she ended up like getting barbecue and shit. She and my mama likes to eat. Uh, Mother's Day and cards and shit like that. So she had a good time. We um. I, th- oh, I think I might have. Uh, you I paused. So sorry about that. All right. No, I'm sorry because I forgot what I did. Uh, I think I DJed for all the mothers. Mother's Day a fucking holiday. There you go. If that's what Mama wants. Well, is it a drinking holiday first? I think. Mean, so uh, it's a drinking holiday. So, from what I hear from the mothers, all they wanted was a fucking day alone. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, let me just stay in this fucking room with this TV on, and you take care of the kids, or, you know what I'm saying? The kids take care of the kids, and just leave me alone. I think that's all the mamas wanted. It's funny, we've come full circle where Mother's Day has now become Father's Day. Like, cause that I mean that that's a Father's that Day staple. Leave me the fuck alone. That is what they want now, and I didn't. I wasn't able to provide that. Um, the family came through, so I'm doing that this weekend. It's gonna be like leave you the fuck alone this this upcoming weekend. It, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to do that in COVID nineteen. It's harder to do because you can't take them anywhere. You can't yeah. leave the house and be like, all right, you go ahead do what you got to do. Everybody's in such close proximity. You can't. 
really extract the kids from the situation. Yeah, I don't know if mama's trying to get that dick on Mother's Day. I I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think better. so. It's yeah, almost like no. I rather not. Uh, that is that's technically bothering. So yeah, it's not. A, I wouldn't. Consider, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a fucking holiday. Trying to, try, trying to trying to fuck your old lady is bothering. That's crazy. Oh, okay. So now I'm by myself. See, no, you're yeah, not by yourself. That. I'm just. It's the way you put it. Is just. It's tr- it's factual and it's true. It's uh, just a different way to put it. Okay, I, okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't alone. No, I'm standing in solidarity yeah. with your brother. I'm a so my wife's birthday is literally t- um, tomorrow, so that's gonna be her gift. I'm like, I'm like, we ain't gonna bother you. Oh, keep the baby away. We'll segment. We'll um, segregate. We'll quarantine in the house, so you'll have the room to yourself. You can sleep. You can do whatever the fuck and and vibe vibe out. So. That's what we're going to go for. Um, but, I mean, Mother's Day was cool in general. Like, I mean, I, I did stuff. For my, I, I had a brunch for everybody and and had it catered and shit and picked up the food. And my sister came to town and my brother-in-law, we kicked it. It was good to actually see my brother-in-law because um, I haven't been hanging out with any men. So uh, it's weird that you, like, you kind of need that, too, just to kick it with other niggas and shoot the shit. So that was good, too. That's good. Um, but yeah, so um, enough of that. Um, next, <laughs> uh, so so you know, part of Mother's Day we watched Insecure afterwards, just like that's our, that's our thing. Um, now I'll go back to watching The Last Dance. But um, spoiler alerts, possible spoiler alerts coming up. Definite spoiler alerts. Um, so it seems like Issa and Molly shit finally hit. hit Got to went to ahead. Um, they was about to scrap. Um, this was definitely a long time coming, and it seems like everybody was upset with Molly. Frame it up, frame it up and for us, frame it up for us, man. With so what happened was ultimately the purpose behind the fight was the fact that Issa apparently went behind Molly's back um, to, to to find a headliner for her block party. Uh, because uh, she went to uh, Molly's boyfriend, he helped her out, and it was ended up being a very successful event. I think because I don't think it, it was, was a successful I, I event. I don't think you should say behind her back. I think she circumvented. She went, it, yeah, she mean, went directly to the significant matter. other without prior approval from her. She she went directly to her nigga and asked for something. Actually, she went to the dude that she was fucking with, who's her homeboy, who's her nigga's homeboy. So it was kind of like a oh, roommate. I think it really? was circumventing. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was I didn't think, I didn't see anything wrong with that personally, but I guess Molly took issue with it, um, and then from there uh, it escalated into something else. So I, I don't. Go ahead. So all right, so. My thing is, like, Molly, like, she couldn't hold that shit till like, after the event. That was my biggest thing. Like, if you had such mm-hmm. an issue with, I mean, if, even if you had such an issue with it, you knew how big this was for Issa. You could have waited till the next day. You could have given her the fucking cold shoulder, the silent treatment, blah, blah, blah. Like, you wanted to get fucking confrontational in the middle of my event. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't that serious. Yeah. So... That was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, 
it was everything that Issa said. Like, damn, bitch, like, you couldn't, like, like, I didn't go behind your back. Like, you didn't want to be involved. I didn't get you involved. But you fucking around, upset about some rule that you made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, um, like, bitch, you just, like, fucking miserable. You know what I'm saying? If shit don't end up going your way, it's because of you. It's not because of me type shit. And I think that's, like, consensus of everybody's like, Molly's just not happy with herself, so she's not happy with with anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I think that was the biggest thing. Like, just, Molly's just not a fucking happy fucking person. So, so I was looking at... I'm about to say, I'm about to say, five seconds, you what? You here? I was like, oh, my. Hey, Wait a minute. Hold on, let's... You have to watch 40 episodes in a night. I actually don't. You can start on any season you want, actually. The shit's not that deep. But, um, so, yeah, first and foremost, when I, when the, I thought of five stacks when I watched the last, the last episode that occurred. Just like J. Joe said, time and place. Like, Molly, like, that was not the time and that was not the place for you to take that stand and voice your opinion. And you could have voiced your opinion. And even still, y'all realize you're about to have a point of contention. All right, well, fuck it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't the time to like go ham and like you about to hear me right now while I got an event going on. So that's one against Molly. Two against Molly. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're making too big a deal out of this. You know what I'm saying? Like I know you're trying to feel your way through this shit. You know, you got your old man and all this type of shit. You're trying to make that shit work. But Issa's trying to conduct business. It has, really has nothing to do from a friendship, from a relationship shit. She's trying to conduct business. And you're trying to thwart that shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's fucked up for your friend. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to help her out in whatever she's trying to do. If it's not going to jeopardize anything, which it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't going to do which that. It, which it did. Because at this right. point, what's done is done. Right. What's done is done. You know what I'm saying? Which it didn't. So it's like, you're a fucked up friend for even putting that roadblock up. However... This is the one strike against Issa that I have. Issa did have a conversation with her friend, and her friend did tell her point blank that she didn't want to involve her significant other in the transaction. For whatever reason, whether it's right, wrong. That's not what she said. She said that she didn't want she didn't want to get in in between. Like she didn't want to tell her. She didn't say nothing about it. But even still, but even still, but even still. You already like, know I'm she doesn't, but you already know she doesn't want to involve old boy in it for whatever reason, whether she does it directly or not. She doesn't want him involved in whatever the fuck Easter's trying to do, whether it's nefarious, whether it's righteous, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So that's your friend, and you made a decision that okay, Molly doesn't want me to do it. Molly doesn't want him to get involved in the situation. I'm going to take a different route and still involve him in the situation. Now, that's technically you didn't involve Molly, but also technically you circumvented the requirement that Molly put out there. And I don't think she did. She did. Her her requirement was like, I I don't want to ask the nigga. It wasn't like, I don't want the nigga to be asked. She said, I just, I'm not going to do it because that's a loophole. That's a loophole. That's a loophole. You know what I'm saying? So if I talk to your old lady and she and I'm like, look, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. And no, if I talk to Craig and I'm like, hey, sorry, not Craig, Five Stacks. And I was like, hey, Five Stacks, 
I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. He's like, man, I don't want to get involved in that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to talk to my old lady about it. All right, cool. And I said, all right, well, I'm not going to talk to him directly. I'm going to talk to her indirectly through whatever channels like or whatever. I feel like that's two different things. It's not. That actually, it's not. That actually, happened, to, that actually happened to me one time, and that, that was like a real ill situation. But, but that's two different things. Me not wanting to ask somebody for you, right? So, like, you'd be like, hey, man. Hook me up with your your friend, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be the one to relay the message. I don't want to be involved in it. It's different than I don't want that person to be involved with it. But so it, I guess that's where I took it two different ways. Like I don't want to be involved with it, meaning that I don't want to ask somebody for you. But if you ask some motherfucker yourself, I don't care. But I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a. I don't want to relay the message. It was I don't want him and I. Cause they're trying. She's trying to separate her life. She's trying to separate her life with her boyfriend and her previous habits. She's trying to separate all of that shit so she can try to break the mold and be happy on this side. That's what she's trying to do in her fucking head. Hopefully, that's what she's trying to do, right? Yeah, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, that's what she's trying to do, right? So she's trying to do that in good faith to progress her shit. And she feels that that's the way to do it as her friend. You should be like, all right, well, fuck it. Let me not circumvent that. It's not just I don't want to relay the message. You know what I'm saying? And I, true, I, I, true. At the end of the day, she may not be, she may not be wrong. Issa may not be wrong, but at the minimum, she was inconsiderate. You know what I'm saying? Or she was, she was. Uh, what's the word? It's not cutting. You know, I don't know what the fuck the word. I don't know. Straight to the point and getting it done. You know what I'm saying? She was crude. In her methodology to go ahead and get it done, at a minimum. Uh, so it's interesting. Somebody said to me, said um, to me, he thinks he thought Issa is a user in general, like across the board, like she has a, a continuous pattern of using people. Now, I didn't agree with this. I was trying to get, um, try to see his point of view, and I think it was because he said this because. He's never. She's never really had her shit together. So in order to get things done, she's had to use her relationships. But I think that's just normal. Like I think if you have relationships with people and they can help you, you're gonna naturally reach out to people if they care about you. Uh, so I, I couldn't. I couldn't see his perspective. I can't either. Because when we first met Issa, she was holding down the fort. She was the yeah. one going to work. She was the one. Like, had a nigga on the couch, not really doing shit, but playing video games, whatever the fuck he was doing. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, everybody, most people are going to have, right, peaks and valleys where they're going to be on top at one time and then something might happen and they might need some assistance here and there. But that's what friendships are. You know what I'm saying? It's give and take. I don't think she's always taking. I mean... She she was the broke friend, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, at times motherfuckers would be like, her, you know, the motherfucker who has the most money might fucking be like, all right, girl, I'm gonna go ahead and pay for this dinner, and she'd be, like, oh, thank you, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. But I mean, that's kind of what you do when that's your friend, especially. I, I feel like they're fucking best friends, so I don't think you take like a tab of when you help motherfuckers out. Yeah, I think there's a a stark difference between a user. And somebody who always needs some shit. You know what I'm saying? We all have a friend who always just needs some shit, right? That doesn't or mean... Or a family you, member. Or a family member or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean they're using you. To me, a user is a deliberate move 
that I'm only your friend because. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel that Issa is only their friend because. She's just a friend that just so happens to need some shit the most. You know what I'm saying? It's like the chick, uh, JJ would know because he was a fan. Who was the, uh, who was the high yellow chick on Girlfriends? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel that she was a user. Right she just kind of always needed some shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't put her in that know, I know her. Because you said on the show multiple times that you were a fan of Girlfriends. Oh, okay. Right. It's a good show. It was a good show. Uh, yeah, it was a good show. Uh, I mean, I've watched Girlfriends. Obviously, uh, I know uh, I know enough of her situation to bring it up uh, as an example. Right. And it was my first Girlfriends example. Girlfriends is so. a precursor to, to Insecure. Tony Childs is, is Molly. <laughs> He's the same nigga. They favor a little bit. But I can't think of my name right now. They favor yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Child, finer though. Put that out there. Um, but yeah, speaking of fine, what's her name? Fuck. Her, her, her name is like Persia White, but what's her name on the show? But go ahead. I can't I, remember her name on the show. I, I'll do it. She's a but speak- Persia White. That is that is a name, boy. Goddamn. And she's from Miami. But anyway, so speaking of fine, um, Erica Badu um, and Jill Scott had their battle last week. And boy, was that a vibe. And I know niggas hate when niggas say shit is a vibe. But... Hey, boy. Like, so oh, I know. Her name from... was Lynn? Yeah, her name was Lynn. Her real name? Is it not her, like, <laughs> yeah, Lynn. Persia okay. White. Right, but I, yeah, I didn't mean to say it later. Yeah. But um, when they say shit, they got that little nose fixed halfway through the seasons. Anyway, go ahead. But um, yeah, so they had their battle. Um, I want to just, man, that shit was great for me um, for a few reasons. Um, first of all, the way they started to show off, like before shit really even cracked off, was Jill just vibing and. And having that beautiful smile while, while playing some Nikki Giovanni doing spoken word in the background. And then she immediately went to some gospel music. Like So I was like, man, I know this shit about to be awesome. Also, the sound was just excellent. Did you know Melanie's um, husband did the sound? I did not know Middleton? that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw some. She was like, Team, team Jill. Shout out yeah. to Mimi. Yeah, that was what's up. But um, so um, so I thought that shit was great. Like I didn't really, I wasn't all about keeping score. Like after about <clears throat> the third song, I was like, I'm just gonna take my clothes off. So um, he playing with your yeah, nipples while he was watching this shit, dog. Everything, man. It was a vibe. Dog. I, like, I was like, I no longer <laughs> want to be in in um like encumbered in clothing. <laughs> that shit was that shit was smooth, nigga. Like I don't know how I was feeling. But for me, in my house, that shit was great. <laughs> oh man! I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't like necessarily sad or in a bad mood or anything. I was actually just chilling. But it elevated my mood for no reason. So man, props to both of them for just um, doing what they did. Like I, I forgot how good they music. Like sometimes, like I listen to like both of them pretty regularly. But I think when they started getting, they were playing all sorts of B sides and shit I wasn't expecting. So that shit was great. Um, all right, so Erica Badu is my favorite R&B artist, and Jill Scott is my second. So, of course, this was my shit. Um, 
what I didn't fuck with was like initially where Jill Scott was playing the Nikki Giovanni, blah 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 blah. And then when Erica Badu came out, niggas, not just niggas, it was dudes and women just talking about how weird shit was, right? Mm-hmm. And that like bothered me. Like some shit can be different to you, but that doesn't necessarily make it weird. You know what I'm saying? Like if a motherfucker likes to light incense or you know, we talked about fucking moon water and shit like that. That's just because you don't know any better. Like, ignorance, you know what I'm saying, always brings about fear. And niggas are scared of what they don't know. You know what I'm saying? And crystals and all this shit that they were talking. Like, people like, oh, man, she cool, but, man. They just weird, man. They just weird. Like, niggas, some of the shit that y'all niggas do can be looked at weird. Like, y'all niggas lick blunts and pass it around to all your niggas all day. You know what I'm saying? Like... It, it just depends on your point of view. So, if anybody uses the term weird, I would hope that they would take that kind of out of their vernacular and just say it's different to you. But, but all that said, like Jill Scott definitely had like an aura, nigga. Like that shit was, you could fucking feel the warmth coming out the fucking whatever the phone, a computer screen, an iPad. Like uh, she just had like a radiant glow, like her smile, like her face. You oh, could yeah. just feel it. And then Erica is just so, like, uh, like, like Mama Badu, you know, Mama's gun. Like, you can feel like, I feel like, during, nah, see, not, not sexy, yet, not sexy. Yet. It was more so, like, uh, we needed, like, that black motherly love, nigga. It felt like a mammy hug, you know what I'm saying? On them Ayana Van Sant breast, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a good hug from them. Like, you felt warm. Everything felt like, elevated and like i don't know i feel feel like the mood was just elevated then they started with the music they they started off with uh the um uh what is the roots what's what's that actual name of the song you got me you got me right and then erica played the you know the original that jill scott wrote and they went into that story and it just wasn't a battle it was just like i hate to say it fuck a vibe the fucking what? vibes were fucking there nigga you know what i'm saying and then jill scott did the fucking live version which you have to let that whole thing ride out because at the end nigga she just snaps and then she starts singing the the j-i-l-l you know what i'm saying and that shit boy come on man so after that hey that shit i got man wet and from what I've been hearing and kind of seeing, yeah, don't ask. Um, oh, yeah, I, I lit me some a little Palo Santo, you know what I'm saying? I lit me my citrine candle, you know what I'm saying? I was vibing with it. But it seemed like a lot of women were getting women wet uh, after this right. whole thing. I, I saw a lot of Twitter talk, a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of just me talk, you know what I'm saying? I, I think I got a couple hey big heads in my DMs, you know what I'm saying? I you know I, I don't know. I don't know what was up with this little vibe, but it need to do this shit like at least weekly. once a month, once a quarter. Uh, fucking once a week? Fuck that nigga. Like everybody was just no, in a headspace. That's what I'm saying. I said that and like some chicks were like, oh no, I can't handle no once a week of this shit. I'm like, goodness, what was it doing to y'all? But yeah, man, they they could have done that all night long. Yeah, man, I would have loved to have seen that. Like that shit was great. I would have loved to have seen something like that live. Like that would have been that would have been crazy, bro. 
That would hopefully been they crazy. do crazy. Like oh yeah, with, with the roots actually doing the background music, like that would be that'd be insane. Like a uh, like an MTV unplugged almost. What is that? Tiny piano or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Something like that. Tiny desk. Tiny desk. There it is. Um, that should sound like a precursor to an orgy to me, but even better. You know, even better. You know what I'm be, but it'd be a. I feel like it'd be a clean orgy, like. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like people like making love orgy instead yeah. of like fucking. It'd be like deep eye missionary. First like, off, there'd be no fish. cars in the parking lot because everybody's high as fuck. Everybody Uber there. You know what I'm saying? It's just. It's just that for you because you want to drive drunk. I'm going to do both. Bring the fresh I'm going to do both. But, I, but I, I don't drive high, so it's different. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was great. The only, the only question I had was some, I think it was Jill that said she doesn't celebrate man made holidays. I don't know what that means. Like, uh... <clears throat> yeah, basically, people get on that kick. They don't celebrate Christmas and Easter and commercial, quote-unquote, holidays. Like so she doesn't celebrate I'm about to say, yeah, Mother's Day, because, you know, certain there's a certain sect of people that believe, oh, that's just to get you to go out and run and buy stuff. So, can I get a list of the non-man-made holidays? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I don't. The new moon and shit. Oh, like when, when a new, when, when like when we had the new moon a, a couple of days ago, like, like early last week. But aren't the moon cycles created by man? I mean, the, they didn't make the moon. Like, but they, the moon but they created the tracking of the cycles. Nah, but I guess when the moon looked different, that ain't on man. That's like on Jesus. The Jesus is man made. That's on G, baby. Huh? <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit. Christianity is a man made religion. Like, what are we talking about here? Hey, I don't know, man. So maybe she don't celebrate holidays. I don't know. That's what I'm trying. That's what I don't understand. Like, where where do we draw the line? Hey, man. You, you take listen. You're you're taking yeah. a, you're taking away from the beauty of Jill Scott. And, no, I enjoyed it, but you know I'm a literal person. You can't say I don't celebrate non-man-made holidays and my fucking siren don't go off. That like, what means the fuck okay, then about? fine. She doesn't celebrate holidays. I sobered up a little bit when she said that. Like, wait, what? I did. I didn't even hear it. Thank you. I didn't hear it either. I know you brought it up, and I was like, I didn't hear nothing but um, oh, that's smiles. Good, man. That's good. I heard smiles too, and hugs, oh. and and neck kisses. Oh, neck Ooh, kisses. neck kisses, right, and calf massages with oh, oils, man. essential Jeez oils, Louise. with a fucking uh, diffuser with fucking lavender. Did you did, did you break your crystals out during the shit? I told you I lit my citrine candles, this. bro. I did all that shit, bro. Palo Santo, bro, man, listen. Palo Santo smells better than sage. If you don't, I know some people don't like to smell of sage, man. But the, the Santo nigga where, it does the where, same thing. Where do people get these big ass sage blunts from? Like where? I mean, <laughs> no, I don't be saying in that public. The, the, the smudge place, sticks. It's a, listen, you got it's the same place you buy your uh, crystals, but it's a um, black owned oh, place. Okay. It's a black owned yeah, place in Chicago and a black owned place in New Orleans that you get your shit place from, here man. called some leaves. You get it from. You get, get them on, on. get them on Etsy too. Nah, I'm about to start. I get you some black people. So where I mean, where do I get the cleansing stuff at in my town? Because I'm not going to. No no, I mean, just, they order. Just, I mean, you can order. The people on Etsy are black people. Like, why do you think that only white people are on Etsy? Who? You can just order I mean, these people. 
We got a whole ass here, so you and they got sweet smudge sticks on Etsy. Like they got some good shit. Yeah, bro, you need it. You need to get rid of some of that negative energy you got. Smudgesticks.com. <laughs> yeah, make sure y'all open a, a door window to let out the the evil. But once I once I get this COVID nineteen, I'm about to be I'm about to be some other shit. And they're gonna smudge the crib after you get the COVID. Yeah, man. I get it. You know okay, that, like, so so I don't know if you wanna have COVID and inhale smoke. But go ahead. But it was great. Right, so the next, yeah, it was That's awesome. I know. Um. So I know. I'm gonna skip over that. So, Luda versus. So you know, skip over Lizzo versus Jill Scott and how people are. Lizzo fans were upset because people would talk about how beautiful and sexy Jill Scott is, but then Lizzo gets backlash. You don't want to talk about that? Ooh, Bloodstone tumble I mean, gemstone. Seven. I don't know. What do you think about it, JJ? Let me hear your your take on that. Uh, I don't. I think. I think. I think Lizzo fans are annoying when it comes to this type shit. Like, <laughs> people don't like Lizzo because they don't like Lizzo. It has nothing to do with her weight. Like. Not even yeah, to be yeah. like that, but like it's like Jill Scott is a, a a beautiful buxom woman, and all you got were like, duh, we love, you know what I'm saying? Like fifty percent of the niggas who I know like BBWs, like it's not a it's niggas definitely at our age ain't really weight shaming no more, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like nah, at this point, like me, yeah. At this point, yeah, niggas like them big antibodies. It ain't no thing. It's just. Lizzo acts like a millennial, you know what I'm saying, and then she's gets young. offended. Right, she's young and she's she acts young, and like most niggas our age aren't into that type of energy, and she just seems annoying to a lot of people, and it has nothing to do with her weight. So I saw somebody like on the Twitters, whatever Twitterverse, were like, "This like just got acts." like a woman she carries herself like a grown woman and that's what's attractive and what Lizzo's doing is like you know hot girl summer shit twerking every time she can and like you know and she and a lot of what she uh a, a lot of what makes her is a controversy anyway so all that shit all that twerking showing her ass that makes her who she is so that you know with that you're gonna get a lot you know you're gonna have a, a divide where some people are gonna love that shit, some people are gonna hate that shit. But you don't have to compare them to just because they're larger women. So yeah, I think I think that's kind of where that argument spurred from. So that's why I, I I wasn't gonna touch it because I mean it's like trying to compare them because they both big. I was like no no no, whoever started it that was probably the intent. That's why I was like I'm not gonna touch this because. That makes the argument shady either way. I feel like, but if you're going to compare them, it's, it's just easy. Like you said, she's she just a grown-ass woman. I know someone tried to say, well, didn't Jill do the whole give head to a mic thing? I was like, but yeah, but even the way she did that was classy. So <laughs> I'm not even going to shit on her for that. Like, I fucked with that. So, um, eh, I don't know. Tomato, tomato. Side note, I watched um, Hustlers. Y'all ever watch Hustlers? That movie with Jennifer Lopez? Not yet. No. Um, y'all should watch it. But anyway, Lizzo was in it, and then I was like, you shouldn't be in it. 
But that's just a, a mild gut punch for me. <laughs> Pun intended? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, but anyway, next week, I mean, well, next week, this Saturday, they got Luda versus Nelly doing a versus battle. I really thought they was about to run out of versus battles after Jill, and I thought that, that was going to be the finale and shit, but Luda versus Nelly this weekend, class, Clash of the 2000s, so I, I'm getting my tall tee, I'm put my do-rag on, and, and, a, and a jersey and a fitted and just kind of catch a vibe or whatever. Um, I'm kind of excited about this. I was, I'm a closeted Ludacris fan. Like I was into Ludacris back um, back in college. That nigga was funny, and he had, he could rap. So I'm kind of looking forward to this shit. I, you know, fucking with it. I don't think that Nelly has the catalog to fuck with Luda. I mean, Luda has a lot of Luda has a lot of songs. Luda has a lot of hits, and Nelly has country grammar. I mean, no, literally, literally. Yeah. Uh, Nelly, Nelly, yeah, Nelly has some. Nelly had a, a whole fucking hot in her. He yeah. had like five number one hits. Hard. Nelly right, Nelly built Nelly 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 a great, great album. So what are your ludicrous songs? Uh, Pussy Poppin's great. We'll let these toes in my room. Splash who, who, who owns Tip Drill? Splash Waterfall. Who owns Tip Drill? That's, That's Nelly. A song. Nelly. I thought I thought Tip Drill was a ludicrous song. No, no, no. I'm I'm sorry. It is it is Nelly. I'm tripping. Pussy popping is um ludicrous. I'm strip club song. They gonna no, go. Who which one? Holes in different <laughs> area codes. That's uh that's ludicrous, right? Yeah. Like he has ludicrous got some shit. Ludicrous has plenty of shit. I mean, and the thing about I mean who. Also, it's going to be public opinion. Ludacris has the entire city of Atlanta. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, Nelly's got St. Louis, but I mean, who gives a fuck? No offense. Well, to if, they, if they only, if they yeah, only do ten, cheap. hopefully they only, do, if they do ten songs, Nelly has a chance. He has dilemma. If they do twenty songs, I'm here. Ride, ride with me. Thank you got to hurry up. And get Air Force Ones, Grills, Pimp Juice. So if they if he goes to eleven, it's a wrap. Once he gets to eleven and a half, if he goes to eleven, I'm about to I'm about to take go to bed. What um uh, uh what's the song that um Ludacris got with the uh Raphael with the, with the Tony 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 uh sample? That's Splash Waterfall. waterfall. Yeah, well, I mean like, yeah. shit like he that. Yeah, move move, bitch. My chick bat. How low? Money make Erico. Southern hospitality. What is blueberry yum yum? Yeah, what's your know. fantasy? Uh, Who let these hoes in my room? Still one of my favorite songs in general. What song is? <laughs> how does that even go? What? What song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who let these hoes? Oh, that's not gonna get played in his greatest hits. Mm. Chris got a lot of toxic shit. You gotta play. Like you gotta play the toxic I'm shit. Looking, Pussy I'm Pop looking at his. Did you let him in? I don't know, man. Little Chris has maybe twelve hits. Georgia, like, go to twenty. I'm going Georgia. To like I don't want to hear twenty. I'm, let me I'm, tell you something. With both, of, with both of these niggas, if the sound isn't like immaculate, I'm not gonna. Rock. I'm not gonna sit around and listen to these niggas 
play these songs. I, I I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger Nelly fan than Ludacris, though. How are, Ludacris, you gonna, how are you gonna know? You just gotta listen. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm listening, that shit turns into Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. <laughs> Teddy oh, Riley. nigga, did y'all listen to Trick Daddy and Trina yesterday? No, no I didn't listen to it. it. I heard enough. Garbage trash, boy. That shit there. That nigga that trick. Like, ghetto as fuck. Nah, that shit was hood as fuck. What that happened? nigga trick. An no. argument? No, so. <laughs> it was trick. Nick's argue for an hour, nigga. This nigga trick shit was like fucked up, right? So Trina was in the studio with her homegirl. She's like, nah, trick, we ain't even gonna do you like that. We ain't even gonna do you like that. Get your sound right. So then trick daddy would go off. And then uh, Trina would just keep playing her music. <laughs> and then her liquor started kicking in. And then she just started talking shit. And fuck you, hoes. And it's 10,000 people looking at me right now. And y'all all gonna look, bitch. Because I'm the queen, bitch. And I've been the queen, bitch. So fuck you, hoes. And then Trick Daddy will come back with, like, try to play that nigga from his homeboy's droid, nigga. And that shit would sound like <laughs> garbage. <laughs> and have an echo. So oh, they had an echo man. and garbage. And. Whatever mic he had was like a hot mic, so he kept getting too close to the speaker. So you would get like uh, the feedback from the mic, which was even worse. Like niggas was like, "Nah, throw this whole shit away, nigga." That shit was that shit was hot, horrible, man. Kaya might have a point. Hmm? What did Kaya say? Kaya, you just gotta see that minute of thirty of a Florida, a Florida girl talking bad about another Florida girl. Was Kaya? Was yeah, the usual go tos, floppy stank pussy, you know, the huge. Well, Kyle, Kyle look like her pussy kind of stank a little bit. I ain't going for it. Where Kyle from? I don't know. Uh, I want to say yeah, like Tampa St. Pete area, because she was with that whole Tampa movement. Yeah, That's I think right. she Let's See what we got here. Speaking of um, stank shit, so Earl Thomas, like I know we this happened last week, but we didn't talk about it, or maybe we already recorded or whatever. So Earl Thomas got caught up. Uh, who was Earl Thomas? Nigga went out, um, not social distancing. Who is, who is Earl Thomas? And... Earl Thomas is. Um, a Hall of Fame level safety for the Baltimore Ravens used to um, play for you know uh, CIL Seahawks back in the day. Legion of Boom, um, Legion of Boom as fuck alumni. So, so this fool and he's you know he's still balling out of control or whatever. But he um he got caught up um hanging out with his brother and some women in an Airbnb. I ain't know Airbnbs are even popping during quarantine. But anyway, he was all kicking it. Um, and his wife found him on his geotag on his Snapchat. I, I don't know what that means, but I guess it's a way to find niggas. Um, and she pulled up on this nigga with her own girls, and they um, she pulled the pistol out, and they pulled out the knives, and they basically, like, uh, I guess they kidnapped these niggas, because that's what she got charged for, kidnapping. Um, I think they call it kidnapping because she held him at gunpoint. Like, they ain't the taking him nowhere in that. Okay. Yeah, Boston prison. So, like, technically, so. okay. Okay, cool. So, um, felt bad. I mean, I saw women going in on Earl Thomas, but it sounded like to me Earl was a victim. Um, 
of, of the of the violence. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we gotta stop that in our community, man. Black love <laughs> for real, for real. Oh man. Um, first and foremost, noobs never cheat. <laughs> noobs never cheat. I feel as though he was set up. This shit is not true. Um, that's the story. And I'm sticking to it. Um, but. A lot of the discussion now is, is he justified in cheating because he pays all the bills and he makes all the money and all of this type of shit? And I mean, I think, and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm naive or maybe I live from another time. If a nigga is a professional athlete, you can go ahead and take it to the bank and put it in your pocket that that nigga is fucking other hoes. I just feel that that's automatic. If he's a musician, if he's a professional athlete. If that nigga is rich as fuck, you know what I'm saying? I just think that comes with the territory, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand why that was such a surprise, especially at the point where you're about to pull a pistol on a nigga. Um, do I feel that he's justified in what he did? No, I don't feel he was justified, but I mean, I think it just comes along with the territory. I don't understand why it's such a big surprise. But Noose never cheats, so he never did it anyway. Yeah, and I don't think it was necessarily a surprise. Surprise! I feel like because of the quarantine shit, and we don't. We ain't, I guess we'll talk about this on the um, on the the divorce podcast. But niggas is n- not doing quarantine well. Like, I mean, and his wife might have probably been understood the game and was like, okay, this is what it is. Um, this is the tax for whatever being rich or whatever. But she can't go nowhere right now. She can't go shopping. She can't go on trips with her homegirls and buy about the way they might do under normal circumstances so this this nigga is in a random airbnb allegedly uh noobs don't cheat like it's gonna be all bad it's gonna be bad like it's a stupid move and it's just kind of like you're not what are you thinking about so you're talking about her you're saying that he should have chilled out during the during the quarantine no i'm not i'm not saying even that i'm just saying like i'm just saying he's he's allegedly stupid like, if that, I mean, that's just crazy to me. So right now, niggas need to chill out with the side chicks during her, during quarantine. Is that what you're saying? I don't know what you're trying to do right now. No, I'm just trying to figure out what but, your opinion is. I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying that... To trick you out of your opinion? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like I said, I think it was stupid for what he did in general. Like, I mean, if that's what really happened... Kind of so if what he did today, if what he did today was stupid, then it's stupid any other day in the year. Fair, but yeah. So sure. okay, so so it has nothing to do with quarantine and COVID nineteen. What he did was stupid. I'm saying like yeah, but like it exacerbates the situation when everyone's supposed to be at home. You know what I'm saying? Like it just it, just, it looks stupid. Like, how'd you get an Airbnb? You can look at really Airbnb. Air- don't, don't, Air- don't, Jado do Airbnbs? Please, somebody come rent out my Airbnb. com. whatever the website is. Well, you can just sell your Air- Airbnb to Yeah, go ahead and sell your wares, Jado. Let's, let's go. Uh, just hit me up on anything, please. <laughs> I, I can see the link. Spotify, all your so services. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I feel like they must be in some sort of open thing or whatever because 
I saw something yesterday, like she bought the nigga like a gift or something, like some sort of like she bought like a retainer or something, didn't he? Yeah. A retainer. So, I mean, a what? what? Maybe because he like impressed a... charges on for pulling the pistol on. <laughs> what I mean, you but... say she bought him uh like a uh a, a diamond crusted chain, like but it was like a pendant or uh what is it with a, a, a pin? When I, not a pendant. What's the shit? A locket? A That's charm what it is. When somebody's oh, with the kids' when somebody's pictures pitch. in it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So first off, for, for, all right. So hold, on, let's back up. So did she? All right, she bought a chain with a trauma. Did she buy it with the money that he gave her? Look, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, probably. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm serious. That's what you want to do. That's nice. If that's what you want to do with my money. I, I mean, like at that point, we got to start asking the question. Like, bitch, even the gifts that you buy for me, I ended up really bought for myself because I gave you the money to buy me the gift. So I mean, it goes back to the question, like. So, I mean, but that, I mean, that segues into the secondary question now. Like, should he get the pass because he pays all the bills? Quiet, <laughs> boy. Right. I mean, so, so let's, ask, let's, ask, um, let's ask an initial question first and foremost. Is there a situation on the planet in our universe where a man gets a pass? Does that exist, first and foremost? If no. it's if it's spoken beforehand, if it's agreed upon by both parties, I think yeah. Will Smith's the I only mean, nigga we know who probably got a pass. Like what? Is he and he don't really got a pass because yeah, yeah. Jada be talking about she she unhappy, and she said she's just the first time she's really knowing this nigga. And they've been married thirty years. She's still with that nigga though. She ain't that unhappy. Yeah, but she ain't though. Because how you complain about Will Smith? He's fucking Will Smith. <laughs> True. <laughs> like you want to date that nigga again? Nah, I mean, she <laughs> will beat. Chef will definitely beat. <laughs> <laughs> there's any wrong, anything wrong with that? True. Except for the whole, you know. True. It's not my nigga. True. Anyway, um, yeah, it'd be outside of wedlock, so it's not cool. Okay, so yeah, speaking of, um, <laughs> of fuck shit. Uh, well done, Lil Boosie. He's getting hot at the end of the of the podcast, I guess. Lil Boosie, um, so Lil, Lil Boosie, um, said on Instagram during, I guess, I guess it was one of his little strip shows that he'd be get getting his son's um uh, head from grown bitches, and um, his words, not mine. Um, and he said bitches, I think. But um, but he um he said that and um I guess Twitter like not Twitter everyone erupted niggas got mad um that he said that now I do not agree with this I do think it's morally reprehensible I will I'm put that out there it's out there I said it but this nigga said he did this shit last year he what like he, he basically paid for his sons to get some hit huh he paid for his sons to get some hit. Yeah, and he said it before. He said it before. It's like it's not like it's it's really a thing with him. And I guess I mean niggas was mad last year, but I was like, when y'all niggas just mad last year and y'all got unmad. My thing is this: like I feel like when I heard it the first time, I was like, mm, not cool, kind of gross, um, rapey, um, you know, not cool. But um, 
niggas forgave and they kept they like, man, this little this nigga little boosie funny, man. He wanna be a kappa. <laughs> and then they hate him again when he says it again. Like people people confuse me, dog. So I don't know the relationship that Boosie has with his kids. So I can't speak to what is okay and what is not okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, what do you mean? Isn't so, it kind of cut and dry? No, it's not cut and dry. I mean, I mean, you know how I feel about... I'm not going to say feminism. You know how I feel about everything that men do is apparently toxic. I mean, I go down the fucking list every fucking week. Anything that a man does in, during his upbringing... There's something wrong with that shit. The way we learn to work, the way that we learn to sacrifice, the way that we deal with women, the way that we deal with responsibility, the way that we deal with violence, the way that we deal with adversity. All this shit is fucking toxic. Basically, men are fucking toxic and it can't be tolerated anymore. You know what I'm saying? And it's basically everything that we fucking do. So, do I care that he paid for his sons to get some head? I don't know yet because I don't know his relationship with his sons. I mean, a lot of these kids are getting hit at 13, 14. I don't fucking know. If, I mean, do we know that they weren't already getting hit in middle school and high school? Because the way that I hear it, these fucking kids is running, running, running rampant anyway. So if that's his pop's way of fucking bonding with his yeah. kids, then okay, I mean, that may be something. I may disagree with it and be like, yeah, well, you know, my particular upbringing, I think it's fucked up the way that dads are dealing with kids. I mean, yeah, but my, I mean, who gives a fuck, really? I mean, that's between him and his fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that people do, you aren't going to fucking agree with. You know what I'm saying? Everything that people do, they're not going to do it the way that you want them to do it. There's no textbook way to raise these fucking kids. There's no textbook way to bond with your fucking kids. So as long as... And I don't know the reaction from the kids. If the kids don't have a problem with it, did they have a problem with it? Did the kids have a problem with it? Um, but see, that's but that's where it gets weird, right? Like, is a kid the right person to say if this shit's weird or not? Like, I'm trying to think. Okay, is an adult the right person to say if it's weird or not? I mean, yeah, I mean, adults both- have shit fucked up too. Like, why all of a sudden once you turn the ripe age of 25 or whatever the fuck it is? You're now a fucking, you're a motherfucking, you're an expert on what's right and what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you're older. It's not It's not necessarily a question of being an expert. I think it's more like a question of when you get to a certain age, there's expectations that you should know better. You know what I'm saying? Know better like, for what? Yeah. What happened? What, what went wrong? What do you mean? What went wrong? What happened? Um... Just got hit from um, some some wrong bitches. So what's the fucking discussion? I think that I guess it's kind of like about it I guess it and Tech everybody people. got high takes. Like, mm-hmm. quite frankly, the shit is. Yeah, crazy. I mean, hey, the day really is none of our fucking business. But now that it, we're, it, it is our business. Everybody's on their fucking high horse now, talking about what happened to them when they were growing up, when they were twelve, and all this shit. It doesn't fucking matter. Like. Like, kind of is. Like, like people are here talking about that sexual assault. People are saying, people are saying that little Boosie, little people saying little Boosie paid money to sexually assault his kids. That's the dubs that it's on now. To me, it's like people are people are are indirectly glorifying it and lightweight cosigning it. Like Wood said, telling all there stories like yeah you know what i'm saying that's messed up boosie but when i did it you know blah 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 or 
my daddy ain't set it up, but I was doing the same thing. I mean, it's not right. Like, in the words of Sharif, it's not right, all right? So, it's like, I I don't know, man. It's It'd be so difficult because it's so much, quote-unquote, clutter and noise around the Internet that it'd really just be hard to decipher what really be going on. And whenever this happened like two or three days ago it happened but now people are still getting off not so hot hot takes several days later because they just found out about it and it goes back again to two of essentially my pet peeves one is always following behind what celebrities got going on and the other is we should have been cut power to little boosie might long time ago like if i mean honestly yeah. it might not even be true like he's just been doing so much right. wild and crazy right. stuff. Oh, so he might just be talking to, like, get it. Now, he might just be like, "I need another scandal to get back going." I mean, this nigga wore a Kappa shirt courtside to the Hawks game. Like <laughs> he'll do anything. Right, but so all right, couple things. So if the shit is true, the shit's fucked up, right? Because again, it's always easy to reverse it and be like, "So if Boosie had." Some grown man fucking his 13, 14, 12-year-old daughters. Everybody would be, like, up in arms. Because uh, it's a double standard. People kind of look the other way. Second thing. I saw where a woman was like, yeah, I'd rather leave my kids around Lil Boosie. I'd rather leave my son around Lil Boosie than Dwayne Wade. And I'm like, boy. This heifer is ignorant. Like, if she really believed that shit went down and this is her take on it and, like, her honest take, like, we just got a lot of fucked up people in the world, bro. You just got to watch where you leave your kids around. To to me, I I just don't like the math of the situation, right? I mean, so, what if your dad buys you head and you're 20, buys you head from a chick and you're 25? Is it all good? Yes. It's lawful. Oh, so oh, so solely out the age. It's not. It's not lawful. It's just. So 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 so, that's what I'm saying. Like, where does the the self righteousness and the supposed regular righteousness? Where does it come from? So you all right? So buying a head for a 16 year old child is wrong. What about for an 18 year old? Is it is it cool then? I mean, if the nigga the can go is, to war, I wouldn't be upset if I got that. I wouldn't be upset at all if I got that as a gift. So that, I mean, I mean, I mean th- that, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, where where is the line, and is the line actually based on what's right and what's wrong, or is it based on shit that you read in a book? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, I, I just, it to me, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Like, okay, I feel okay, you. okay. And, and the thing about it is, it may be, it may be in bad taste. It may be some shit we would never do to our kids. It may be irresponsible. But to take what the fuck he did and now Lil Boosie paid money for somebody to sexually assault his kids. Like that's a there's some steps that you that you crossed over to get to that point. And people will take that and run. Like you're a bad person. You paid for somebody to rape your sons. It's like sons like, nah. You should pay for a grown woman to give you a Yo, you shouldn't seven, know, seven, and they weren't six. No, 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 and, and I get that. I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I'm with you on it. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you shouldn't cross the street outside of the fucking crosswalk. 
But if you cross the street outside the fucking crosswalk and somebody says you're a motherfucking anarchist for trying to disrupt the flow of fucking traffic, it's like, wait a minute, I'm not a fucking anarchist. I may have done something I wasn't supposed to do and walked across the street outside the crosswalk, but don't paint me as a motherfucking anarchist and anti-fucking government and shit. That's the steps that we're going. Little Boosie may have done something that we don't agree with, but how do we go from I don't agree with that to... Lil Boosie paid for people to sexually assault his children. Because if a, Cause because like if a woman lets some nigga eat out... It's not the same. Girl, it's not the it same. same. It's not the same. Because it's a double standard. And it even is. a double but standard is wrong, but a double standard is a standard. But it doesn't matter. It does matter. Double, double standards matter. Double standards matter. Double standards matter. Because men, if a man gets his ass beat and go to court, double he's probably not getting the same thing. Double standards are all about perception. Double standards are perception. Every, perception so like, is reality. Perception is reality. If a nigga can fuck a bunch of chicks and he a pimp, but if a woman fuck a bunch a nigga, she a hoe. That's, it's all about perception. Perception but is reality, is, though. If a nigga's over the age of but 18 even still, I think and he's this fucking was a like something everyone old, agreed on, nigga, he's wrong. it's more wrong and legally wrong. But I'm not saying that. So, that's sexually assault. So, yes, sexual so, so, the, so, so you said that Lil Boosie paid somebody to rape his kids? Yes. Okay. I really I, think the nigga just saying the shit, trying to be cool. So you don't think, you don't, you don't believe him then? You don't think he really meant it? Um, no, nah, not really exactly in that context. Now, I will say just by virtue of the fact that there's Boosie, they're Boosie's kids. I mean, they probably done been around mm-hmm. and seen some things that might have caught something off a little residual. But for him to, like, broker a deal between the chick and his son, like, I really don't see that. Because, I mean, that is wrong. And then, I mean, so on top of that, let's say he did. Then to put that out there and tell the world that that's what you did, I just I find that very hard to believe. But instead of the hot takes, I mean, did somebody initiate a case with uh, child protective services? Or I mean, what? I we think doing? so. I think I heard something about that. When we it up. Oh yeah, good. Because I mean, stuff like that should absolutely be taken seriously, and we should do something besides have hot takes on the internet. So yeah, hopefully they investigate that and. You know, find out what's really going on. Okay, nothing came up. I thought it might have been somebody just tweeting that shit. But I definitely saw a story about this shit last year where he said the same thing. So I feel like if a nigga say it enough, I kind of have to believe him. I don't know. Anyway, don't cancel us because our takes people. No, nah, y'all good. I'm, I'm I'm motherfucker that say it ain't paying people to rape your kids. It's not paying people to rape your kids if they're over the age of seventeen years and three hundred sixty-five days. You could it's not rape then. Move it, man. We got a happy topic to end on. Apparently, Raven Simone's not spending Cosby money. She got it. Oh, that's Bill Cosby is a step up from. I was definitely yeah. just like joking <laughs> when I was talking about that because I got an email about that today. She should give she all the money email. back because she has rape money. <laughs> I'll be righteous about this shit. She's got rape money. Don't spend that money. Burn it. <laughs> God, oh, man. Oh, man. All right. This well, didn't work like okay. I thought it We should have ended with insecure, like I said. Well, happy birthday to Stevie Wonder. He's 70 years old. What's your favorite oh, Stevie man. Wonder song? <laughs> Guys. 
Uh, mine is probably isn't she lovely? Just because uh, we played that in the band back in school. I had a little solo, so that's oh, probably sweet. the one I'm most familiar with. Are you sweet on your saxophone? Yeah, man. I told you that like on episode six, but you ain't believe me. I know, but that's a that's a hard yeah. that's a hard solo though. You want to have a saxophone off? I'm a big Remember. fan of uh, Master Blaster. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice little upbeat little ditty. So. Uh, I probably go with Sir Duke. Um, my favorite is Superwoman. By uh, which goes Karen. Karen White. Karen White. <laughs> <laughs> no, by, by Stevie Wonder. I'm glad we have some songs that were like the the the, the song songs though. Everybody's got like some good songs. Part-time yes. And then Overjoyed. After that's Overjoyed. I had to find that one. They had that one Michael that one Jordan commercial where they were playing Overjoyed. That shit was a hard ass commercial. They had Mary J. Blige singing. I don't remember that commercial. No. Oh. <laughs> Check us out next week. We, we go over our our um last last dance um episode once the show is over. Uh, but you don't have to take my word for it. But you don't have to take my word for it. You rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the With All Due Respects. With all due respect, I uh, want to shout out and give congratulations to the class of 2020. Uh, with uh, all that's going on in the world, you know, you guys are not going to get, and in many cases, the traditional celebration that we've come to know and love over the course of the years, as far as like a graduation and pomp and circumstance, no plan intended, walking across stage or whatever. However, do not let that deter you um let this just simply be like a building block and you know you have to remember and be mindful of the fact that whenever a celebration takes place you're not celebrating the moment in which it's taking place you're celebrating the past and what it took for you to get there so this is just making for a greater celebration later you know if you're graduating college this makes for a bigger celebration when you you know, start your first day at your job or you're going in high school, it makes the college celebration that much better. But also there's a lesson in this and that you aren't always going to get the accolades you deserve. And I can say hands down, living witness, that's one of the best uh, lessons I learned early on in life because now I'm not driven by accolades. And if I don't get an accolade, that doesn't halt my progress. So uh, congratulations and uh enjoy uh things will be greater later and this is just really gonna end up being a blip in the review with all due respect um uh with all due respect i know we're talking about uh boosie got heated and you know talking about 
sexual assault and rape and things of that nature, which is never good. But it made me think about a rapist, maybe because I'm hungry. And if you never had an rapist, it's a type of food that's made out of ground maize dough, originating from northern region of South America in pre-Columbian times. They are fucking delicious. Listen, they have this place in New Orleans called Maya Rapers. You should try it once New Orleans app opens back up. Uh, this one has slow-cooked uh, skirt steak, Maduro's, uh, melted mozzarella, has like plantain chips, and you can pick what type of like sauce you want on. So they have like a green sauce and then a red sauce, and uh, they're fucking delicious. So if you never had an arepa before, uh, see if you have a, any Colombian type places around your area and try it out because some shits are delicious without due respect. With all due respect, um, we talked about it somewhat in this podcast about working from home and working remotely, and people are actually starting to lose their mind. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a paradigm shift, you know. I mean, you're at home and you're kind of making your own schedules, and you kind of feel a some people do. I mean, I don't personally, but some people feel a longing to go back to a job where there's structure and working for somebody, and that shows how accustomed we are to this structure and how much we need it. And how much, honestly, we don't need it and how much we might be even brainwashed in a way. Because during this pandemic, we've been given some of our time back. We've been given some of our freedom back. And a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Not only do they not know what to do with it, people are uncomfortable having it. And after the pandemic, this isn't going to switch and everybody goes back to work. A lot of companies are saving a lot of money and they're going to be like, hell, let's continue to telework. You know, I mean, let's let's have, you know, 50 percent people. Or let's rotate. You know, the federal government already does it a lot. You know what I'm saying? And people have to learn what to do with all of this time. And while it may be uncomfortable now and it may be a paradigm shift for you, but this is what we've always wanted. This is the time that you've always asked for. You know what I'm saying? To have that flexibility to go and spend time with your kids and Go grocery shopping in the middle of the day. I mean, some people don't even see the sun during the day, for God's sakes. They go to work when the sun is down. They go to work and they come back and the sun's going down. So, I mean, like, that's the way that we're accustomed to living our lives. And that shouldn't be more comfortable than I'm able to live my life during the day. Going to lunch with my wife at noon or going to play with my kids while the sun is out going out and fertilizing my grass and mowing my grass or going to have a drink in the middle of the day. Like those are things that make us human beings and that's the freedom that we should have. So don't don't look at it as it is something negative. Don't feel like it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's a paradigm shift. Yes, you've been given more freedom than you otherwise would, but it's a good thing. It's something to embrace. It's something to lean into. Learn how to manage that time. Learn how to be on your own. Free think. Go start a business. Go spend time with your loved ones. With all due respect. Now, how's it going? Uh, with all due respect, um, I think we need to take a pause and um, send our prayers and condolences to um, the family of Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor um, was killed by uh, the Louisville, Kentucky police officers on the on the evening of March 13th. Um, they did a had a no knock, um, uh, I guess, warrant for her home, and mistakenly 
shot her um, when when they were trying to um, express that warrant. Uh, they were the wrong people. It was the wrong house. It was they had already caught whoever they were looking for, um, and ultimately this ended up being a, an unnecessary murder, as most are um, when it comes to the murder of black folks by by, by police officers, racists, whatever. Um, so I know we talked earlier about like okay. Um, naga and and having militias and i think we were kind of tongue-in-cheek and we we you know we had our normal approach in terms of being humorous but there is something serious in terms of how we want to approach these type of issues as a people moving forward i think it's i think it's it's gotten to a head um i know we we do gestures in terms of like running for a mod or 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 chanting black lives matter and having marches and things of that nature but i think it's we're at the point where we need to have some sort of political say so in terms of all this. Like that's that's where things happen. That's where that's what people respect in this country. Like if if ever there was a time where we learned what really matters um, in in the United States of America, money matters. <clears throat> so we talked about Naga. Naga has a funny name to it, um, but they're trying to build a pack, a political action committee that. Help can help make decisions and and drive legislation and things of that nature, and I and that's the type of stuff I'm looking for in terms of solutioning because I realize over time that none of the other stuff that we've looked at is really effective. And if you don't think that's like the necessarily the answer, I I would I would express to everyone to look for an answer, find a way to cope, find a way to deal, find a way to take action. Because that's ultimately what matters the most. Because this isn't getting any better. It was never getting any better. So we're at a. I think we're kind of at a point where we need to kind of find our own solutions and things that are are effective outside of the normal things um, that haven't worked over the past hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred years. Uh, with all due respect. 